Welcome back to Generation Zedia. We're so excited to get back into all things media and pop culture for our generation. Please welcome my co-host for this episode, Chronicle Arts and Life editor, David Matos. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Today, we deep dive into Disney Channel shows. Hey, what's up? I'm Miley Cyrus from Hannah Montana. And you are watching Disney Channel. Uh, Disney Channel was launched in 1983. Since then, it has produced dozens of television shows, including many which live on in Gen Z culture today. What shows do you think of? So the first one that comes to mind is obviously Hannah Montana. That was my euphoria. I was, it was so, (laughs) in middle school was a thing because like Hannah Montana was like marketed towards girls and stuff. So I never was open about my obsession with Hannah Montana, but I was obsessed. I was like in it. I went to the movie theater when the movie came out. I was there. Um, so that's like the first one that comes to mind. But of course, like that's a Raven's Real Life with Zach and Cody. Like that generation is what obviously comes to mind. How about you? Yeah, Hannah Montana is the big one for me. Mm-hmm. For some reason, a lot of people told me like when I was little, I looked like Miley Cyrus, and that really imprinted on me in a way yeah. that it shouldn't have because I do not look like Miley Cyrus. No, I don't see it. <laughs> I also had blue eyes when I was little, and like they changed colors. Really? Like, that's not important. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. A big one for me was Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, um, yeah. I derived so much of my personality from Alex Russo. Yeah, and, I, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, shows like that, like, I would get home from a long day at my grandma's house, mm-hmm. and I would sit down in front of the TV, and I'd be watching those shows. I would be yeah. watching Hannah Montana, Sweet Life, Lizzie and McGuire, Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. For me. I <laughs> I remember when Phineas and Ferb premiered. I remember that day. It was like High School Musical 2, the it Hannah Montana, the yeah. Jonas Brothers episode. It was a huge moment. Yeah. Let's talk about those, actually. They're like mash-up episodes that they would have. Oh, my. The one on Hannah Montana with Sweet Life and Zack and Cody and That's So Raven. No, it was Sweet Life and Zack and Cody with Hannah Montana with That's So Raven. They all like crossed paths at one point. That episode... Like, when Raven, like, came in as, like, that, like, designer person or whatever, and she, like, like, I don't remember exactly what happened, but, like, that episode when they crossed paths. They were, like, events. Yeah. Like, like, all of your favorite characters came together, even though they had, like, no real reason to. Yeah. But, and I just thought of this, um, Kyle Massey was in the White House while all of this was happening. These crossovers were happening, like... It's in the same universe, which is The Disney Channel universe is something that to be reckoned with, truly. Yeah. It needs to be studied. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. And I also think it's interesting how, like, you chose, like, your channel as a kid. I mean, I didn't choose my channel. I chose Disney Channel because my mom said I wasn't allowed to watch Nickelodeon. Yeah. I think it was just because she didn't want me watching Spongebob, personally. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I had to choose that. But, like, a lot of people, like, are passionate about that one channel that they always watched yeah that's how i was because like i knew nickelodeon like existed but for me it was like catered towards like older people in my brain so i was like it's not for me i'm not there yet and like once i transitioned out of like disney i went to nickelodeon but for me i just like what shows were happening at that time like during 
Disney's era. Like, I can't even I tell think, you. I think, like, Zoe 101, like, those shows. Oh, yeah. Was but it Disney or Nickelodeon? That was Nickelodeon. Okay. So, like, the, the, on the opposite side of things. So, I feel like a lot of kids our age are big fans of Zoe 101. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of miss that, because by the time I was Jesus. watching, like, my mom lifted the Nickelodeon embargo. Yeah. It was, like, Victorious and iCarly mm-hmm. that were the big shows. Yeah. And those shows kind of happened after, like, a lot of Disney's, like, iconic shows started ending. Um, but, like, some shows were still good, though. Like, Jesse and stuff. Like, I liked Good Luck Charlie. That um, a good one. I find it very funny that, like, Bob Duncan has, like, become a figure in mass consciousness. Like, the dad figure. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Disney dad is just... The Disney dad. Some, like, it's the stereotypical dumb dad doesn't know left from right the mom is the smart beautiful capable one yeah and i just think it's so funny that we've come to expect that in media but it's also like kind of sexist like mm-hmm. why does that have to be dumb <laughs> like my my favorite disney dad is where's this a Waverly place because of course what was his name you remember uh jerry jerry, jerry. so of course how can i forget jerry um, the fact that, like, he gave up his, like, powers for his wife, like... I mean, that's cute, though, and, like, it, like, that. it shows that, like, he didn't need magic to, like, be important to somebody, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important, too, because, like, it shows that things are more important than their powers, and that it sets a really good example for them as yeah. they're growing up, and it doesn't create a huge amount of animosity going into their, like, wizard battle at the end to figure out who gets to keep their powers yeah oh my god yeah like obviously there was animosity between alex and justin but max didn't win he won the sub shop and he's totally cool with that yeah yeah which i personally would not be i'd be be heated as hell (laughs) be pissed but yeah what is some of your earliest memories with disney channel honestly like shows like that's a raven and like proud family and stuff like they were like the first shows i was watching like regularly like i don't remember like a lot of like the specific episodes and stuff but like i remember like sitting down and like staring at all the colors and all the like the facial expressions and stuff like they were my earliest memories like period just like watching television how about you so i remember this very distinctly my cousins were nickelodeon kids and they came over my house for like a birthday party or whatever and they put on nickelodeon and i was like we're not allowed to watch that (laughs) and i changed the channel to hannah montana and they got so mad at me and like went and told the adults and stuff and my mom was like it's okay just leave it on and i was like what do you mean it's okay (laughs) you told me it wasn't yeah um so that was a big thing and then also i would remember waking up in the middle of the night a lot as a kid and turning on disney channel in the most bizarre shows would be on oh, like we had like uh i think it's dave the barbarian or whatever oh, it was yeah, 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 yeah. and like the replacements and these things like didn't exist on like primetime disney channel yeah. you could only watch them in the middle of the night and like i got so much joy out of those shows i particularly liked the buzz lightyear tv show which um, i never heard of that one <laughs> you never saw the buzz light there's no. like this blue lady with red hair in it And I was kind of salty they didn't include her in the Lightyear movie because she's not. Remember your roots, you know. There's also like there was um, Emperor's New School. I remember that one. Um, 
What was the other one I'm thinking of? They, they had a Little Mermaid TV show. I saw that one religiously. And they were all, yeah. like, the animation quality was very, very bad. poor. Yeah. <laughs> they bad. were grainy, but, like... But the storytelling was, like, pretty good. I like, can't I can't remember enough to say that like, <laughs> confidently. I, they were good. Like, they kept me up at night. I was, like, engaged. But my other one... A whole new podcast. <laughs> and let's hope this one's Disney. Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. I remember Brandy and Mr. Okay, Whiskers. That, that was, was another, another one. weird one. It was weird. I remember at the time, like, hating it, but I would still watch it. Hate watching. Like, hate be- watch it. I the was beginning. Like, They're so annoying, but, like... I loved it still. I don't know. I really identified with Brandy as, like, so, like I felt I like I was smart for my age. And yeah. so I was like, these guys are all idiots. I was Brandy. I was yeah. like, you're dumb. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so I think it's important to talk about Disney Channel while also noting all the child stars that came out of it and their stories. Mm-hmm. So obviously recently... In the past few years, we've seen a lot about child stars coming out and being like, actually, that experience ruined my life. Yeah. So, like, Demi Lovato is a huge one. They were into drug, got into drugs and had severe eating disorders because of their experience on Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to talk about how exploited they were because a lot of them didn't get paid very well at all Mm -hmm. compared to their adult acting counterparts. Mm-hmm. But also, like, some normal people came out of it, if that makes sense. Like, the yeah. the Sprouse brothers are yeah. very well-adjusted. Yeah. Which I think it's interesting that the male stars came out normally, whereas the females had a lot they had to deal with. Yeah. with that, but I think the biggest it? example of it's Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Like, we saw her go from country girl to pop star, and a lot of people did not like that process no. i remember in 2013 hearing about the vmas <laughs> and i was like oh my god what is going on I like for i went me it was when she cut her hair that was the big like that wasn't a big what? deal for me like for me it was the, the the vmas were the big turning point for me yeah. i was like and like wrecking ball that was also yeah. a huge thing i remember seeing like i don't think i even saw it until years later because i was like good catholic girl not watching that but like i was shocked like Mm -hmm. this girl i had looked up to for my entire childhood was becoming an adult in a way that wasn't expected of her Mm -hmm. and people had a lot of thoughts about that but now it's looking back it was like she's just trying to live her life in a way that she wants to and isn't being told to by producers and adult figures in her life and honestly good for her her turnaround was like right after like Hannah Montana ended too so I think that's where yeah. a lot of that backlash came from because it's like she jumped like it was like a very quick process yeah. from her ending Hannah Montana forever to cutting her hair and yeah. that's where that shot came from but like looking back at it now it's like she was finally free to do what yeah. she wanted and like now like when you think of Miley Cyrus you don't even like the first thing may not be Hannah Montana anymore like you see her as like a celebrity and artist yeah um, a performer, but or all the activism she's done over the few years too. But mm-hmm. like, you don't really like go back to that place. And I think she's just a good example of like someone who's really like taken her what she's been through and like grow grew from it. Yeah, and become like her own human. And like, I also think that's important that like we look back on these shows and it's like we are critical of them when we look back on them. Like we look at them and we're like, oh, they were weren't paying them enough they mm-hmm. weren't treating them well yeah but it's okay to still enjoy them because they were a significant part of our childhoods and yeah. 
it's important to acknowledge the emotional impact they had on you mm-hmm. while also being like, hey, this wasn't great. Um, we need to be more aware of it when we produce yeah. the content in the future. Yeah. Let's hope they're doing it now. But like, we're, they're really not. And I mean, this isn't Disney related, but yeah. like child YouTubers, we're seeing the same thing happen that happened with child stars before it was regulated, yeah. now happening with social media. Almost a worse level in a way. Yeah, because it doesn't go away. Yeah. There's no off camera. Exactly, exactly. And it's their parents that are putting them out there too a lot of the times. Like these family channels and stuff, like they're yeah. forced to be on camera um, without any like say. And that stuff would be out forever. Even if they delete those videos, people are going to remember those things. I also think a thing that influenced the quality and like, not quality necessarily, because a lot of the shows, like, you look back on, they're like, oh, this is kind of fuzzy. Camera quality wasn't great. Yeah. But th- something that influenced the storytelling quality of these shows was that most of them were limited to three seasons or less. Mm-hmm. And the only shows that, like, continued on past that were Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, which turned into Sweet Life on Deck, and mm-hmm. Hannah Montana, which ended up getting a fourth season, Hannah Montana Forever. Yeah. And, like, I think because they kept them shorter and they weren't constantly pushing out new content for these stories that, like, to the point where people were getting sick of them is Mm -hmm. something that we need more of right now. Like, why are we on season 19 of Grey's Anatomy? Like, you focus on a solid number of characters for a short amount of time in their well-loved shows even today. You're like beating a dead horse. When like when you surpass yeah. a certain point, like when you have a shorter amount, like you're trying to get everything like in in that span of time. You're really you're, again like you're beating a dead horse. People stop caring. Some people mm-hmm. still love Grey's Anatomy, but like I'm sure many fans just fell off because it's like how do you keep up with that? Um, so I I liked the three season rules and a, a chorus with like reruns and stuff. I didn't feel like that, but yeah, like so. With Phineas and Ferb, like, I never realized how few episodes there were because they were constantly so entertaining to me. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's only, like, what, 50 episodes or something like that? It's crazy. It seems like they've been going on forever. (laughs) Yeah, it felt like there were so many more episodes. So it's really a testament to Dan Pavanmeyer and Swampy Marsh's work that you can't tell that there's so few episodes because it's constantly creative and funny and mm-hmm. interesting to engage with. Like, look, going back to Disney Channel and, like, putting on it on when, like, there's nothing on, mm-hmm. I feel like the quality of the shows just isn't as good as it used to be, mm-hmm. at least when it comes to storytelling. Like, obviously, the camera work and all that's better, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's just not as entertaining to watch. Like, I feel like my mom would sit and watch some of these shows with me, and I feel like I can, can't can be in the same room as the TV playing, like, yeah. Andy Mac or whatever they play now. No. Like, I've seen a few episodes of That's a Raven with my nephew, and it's just, like, the comedy and, like, the you writing. You mean Raven's Home? Raven's Home, my bad. Um, does not hold up the same at all. Like, just, I mean, one of Raven's Home is just so different from the original source material, so that goes into the whole reboot conversation, too. But, like, just, like, the comedy. Like, That's a Raven, like, was... I feel like a lot of it just still holds up. Like a lot of the comedy is just like the, the facial awareness, the comedic timing was just like so like advanced for the time I feel. But like just how it is now is just not to that level I feel. It just feels like very like commercial and very like 
kids will laugh at anything, you know? Yeah, I feel like comedy has gotten a lot simpler because mm-hmm. people don't expect anything from children like they used to. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff we watched growing up had a jokes for adults in it because it was meant to be family-oriented. Yeah. And they wanted whole families to be sitting around the TV and having this experience together. Yeah. And I feel like it's gotten sanitized but also, like, dumbed down Yeah. for kids, which kids are pretty smart like yeah they like with marvel movies and stuff like there's a lot of like younger children in the theater like watching these complicated like storylines like kind of come out um so like i think like we did most children could take like a pretty like complicated storyline but for some reason now it's all about just like you know like fart jokes and like things like that that like oh kids are laughing at anything you know like so uh, one joke popped into my memory from sweet life of zach and cody and the joke is, how do you lose a woman? And then Cody says, you forget to cherish her. That's an iconic one, yeah. <laughs> like, that wouldn't be... In Disney Kids today, wouldn't no. get that today. Like, it wouldn't... And I didn't at the time, it, you know. You don't see really anything from social media about the later Disney shows, even as those kids grow up and start posting on social media. Yeah. Like, at this point, um, kids who were born in 10, 2010 are almost old enough to have social media accounts mm-hmm. and you still don't see that same influence as the older shows yeah also like we can look at too like the people who were popular at that time from disney versus the ones that are coming out of disney now like at that time like my parents knew who miley cyrus was like and they knew them by name too mm-hmm. not just their characters like they knew demi lovato like all these famous people at selena gomez but now it's like who can you name the only one that I can really name from the later, or there's two, and they both. The only reason I know about both of them is because of online drama. Mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, she started off in Andy okay. Mac, and the second one's Sabrina Carpenter, who is on Girl Meets World. Okay. Like these are both later shows, and I feel like they're the only two significant names we've gotten from the new new generation of mm-hmm. Disney Channel. And I mean, I could be missing some, but I don't really think I am because I feel like I would be like, oh, that's the Disney Channel actor. But there's not really anyone there that mm-hmm. takes the place of that whole generation we have from yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, just like a lot of icons just came out. Like Zendaya, like is a big one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she just, she started on, on Shake It Up years ago. And like from that, she became like a star. She didn't even have that moment of like, oh, let me break free. And like, she just really just- It was really seamless for her. Yeah. And it hasn't been really done since. No. And, like, she's one of the most sought-after actresses in the industry right now with Dune. Dune used her for marketing. Yeah. Like, and all of her things. And apparently she's only in it for, like, five minutes, if that. That's Uh, Like, stuff like that is super interesting to me. That, like, you can have someone like Zendaya, and then you can have someone like... What's what's her co-star's name from Shake It Up? C.C. No, that's her that, name on the show. Um, Bella Thorne, Bella Thorne. Oh, yeah. Bella Thorne is not, like, a super problematic figure. Like, she had a yeah. scandal where she started in OnlyFans Only and, like, yeah. ruined the site or something like that. Yeah. Like, you have so many different ways that these child stars are going. And they came but from it's, the same yeah. show. And it's just they went two completely different directions. And it just shows how, like, differently they're being treated. Because, like, I know Zendaya started off on Shake It Up, but she had another show on Disney Channel before moving on. It was, like, Casey 
something. Oh, Casey Undercover. Casey Undercover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Casey Undercover was a show about a spy, and I, like I only remember seeing it because like it was probably like starting advertising as I was like kind of like aging out of Disney Channel or something like that. But like, not a lot of them got second shows, especially yeah. if they're not related to the first show. And so Zendaya already was like favored among the Disney executives or whoever runs Disney Channel. Uh-huh. And she's gone on to have this great career, whereas Bella Thorne has kind of faded into like a D-list yeah. celebrity. Yeah, it's crazy. I wouldn't even say D-list personally. Yeah, in terms of like being an actress or whatever, but like she's definitely like someone that people know, but for very different reasons. I feel like people <laughs> like the only reason you would know her is if you're active controversy. on social media and you are very in tune with drama online yeah like my parents which i am yeah um but yeah it's crazy like how different stars like take those opportunities they got at a very young age and like grow from it Mm -hmm. um yeah it's crazy so looking back on all our favorite child stars who's your favorite one now like whose career have you continued to follow and like you're like i like what they're putting out still Honestly, probably Miley Cyrus. Just, like, her music on their own is, like, really good. Um, I keep up with, like, her albums and the different things that she just puts out. Um, Like, during that period of time where she was kind of going crazy and stuff, like, I wasn't really, like, that into it. But just, like, seeing how she's grown and how she... She seems more comfortable with herself now. You could tell during that period she was just very vulnerable and, like, just trying to do anything possible to take herself out of that Disney umbrella but just like who she is now like she's someone that is kind of like a role model again um like I am like you're you kind of see yourself in that person again yeah I think the big one for me is Zendaya obviously Mm -hmm. like I'm a huge fan of the Spider-Man MCU movies Mm -hmm. and I really like why was I gonna say I really like Euphoria when I haven't seen Euphoria she's known for Euphoria (laughs) <laughs> um, Euphoria is a huge show where it was one of the HB- it was HBO's most streamed show until like House of the Dragon came out a few weeks ago and it's just super her career is super interesting to me because people love her so much mm-hmm. like so many people's celebrity crushes Zendaya like I know yeah. so many people who were like I love Zendaya yeah. and like <laughs> it's to the point like her relationship with Tom Holland is fascinating to me because people are like it's obviously adorable but people are like damn he's he don't he doesn't deserve her even though he's literally spider-man yeah (laughs) like people love zendaya yeah and so so do i yeah who doesn't you're weird if you if you don't like uh, zendaya yeah she doesn't i feel like she's just a very down-to-earth person or at least her persona is obviously we don't know how zendaya actually is yeah but, like, she, like, carries cameras around on her sets and, like, takes pictures of the cast and stuff like that. And, like, that's very wholesome. Yeah, she's free from controversy. She's an unproblematic character. She's unproblematic a great actress. Babe. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, in her fashion, iconic. Her mm-hmm. People look for her in the red carpet now. Like, when she's not there, people, like, will complain about it. Yeah. It's so cool, like, to see someone from Disney, like, get that level of and she's to the point where like she's overbooked i'm going to be interested to see in 10 years when euphoria is done and spider-man has yep. moved on to a different character or actor 
what her career is going to look like. I feel like she could very much be the one of the few A-listers from her generation. I agree 100%, which is crazy to see like where she's come from to like now and like her future. It's it's fantastic to see and to be a part of it. Like mm-hmm. we saw her on Disney Channel and like a lot of kids today can't say that. Like they weren't there from the start. They may know her just from Spider-Man. Yeah. We, we've seen her. We grew up with her. <laughs> <laughs> So just to close off our conversation today, I want to talk about like the legacy of Disney Channel, and I think it's going to be interesting to see in however many years if people are still talking about it, if people show their kids these shows. Mm-hmm. And I know um, my mom's boyfriend's kids, I've forced them to watch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody a couple times. Yeah. And like... They sit there and watch it, but I don't, I'm not sure if they're engaging with it. Like, I felt like I engaged with it. Or maybe I was just staring at the TV with my mouth hanging open like that, too. Yeah. Like, for me, it's kind of the same way with, like, my nephew. Like, he... I've shared, like, That's So Raven, The Proud Family with him, and that's kind of something that we fond over. But also working at Children's Place. Like, one time this girl was coming in singing, like, the Cheetah Girls song. And I was like, how does she know about that? Like, that's from my... <laughs> gen- <laughs> that's mine. Um... <laughs> um <laughs> But I just thought it was, like, so cool that, like, her mother or whoever, like, got to share something that was part of her childhood with her. And, like, just seeing, like, that legacy from that iconic era of Disney Channel, like, kind of prosper and grow up, you know? Yeah, I feel like any if anything survives the years as Disney Channel shows that we loved age and, like, become less relevant, it's going to be this music. A lot of the shows had really good music that came along with yeah. them. And that's going to be very memorable for people. Like, Hannah Montana songs, are, they stand up. On their own, too. Yeah. Like, they're great albums. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Generation Zedia, where I talked with David about Disney Channel shows. If you like this content, come back in a few weeks for our next episode. Thank you for listening. I'm David Matos, and you're listening to Gen Zedia. Gen Zedia.